Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Make sure to check them out and tell them the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, June 3rd. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. Go rate me five stars. You can leave a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, what's up everybody? As always, thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Last night, we saw the 2021 NHL Draft Lottery take place. I was hoping that the Blackhawks, I was keeping my fingers crossed for them, was hoping that they could once again catch a break via the draft lottery and uh, take a nice jump up to maybe number two or possibly even number one. They had a 2.7% chance of stealing away the top pick in the draft, but the much more likely scenario of the Blackhawks remaining at number 11 wound up being the eventual outcome. Of course, there was an 81% chance of the Hawks staying right where they were coming in, so no harm, no foul. Number 11... That's officially where they will be selecting in the 2021 NHL Draft, and I really, I still really like their chances of coming away with a very solid player. I mean, last year at number 17 with Reichel, not only does he look like he's going to be NHL ready next season, but there's actually a growing belief around the Blackhawks organization, apparently, that he might be able to come right in and make an immediate impact for this team. So. Even though it's not a top 10 pick, like a lot of people would have loved this season out of a, a team, you know, that wound up not making the playoffs, didn't even look like they were close to being of that caliber in the crucial stretch of the season and obviously stated themselves to be in the midst of a rebuild. I get all that frustration, you know, I know a lot of people would have liked to see this team tank. Not knowing what we do now, of course, that they wouldn't go on to make the playoffs. Um, I had someone in my comments the other day saying, remember when the Blackhawks had those meaningful or meaningless wins earlier on in the season against Detroit? Those really came back to, to bite them in the lottery. Well, let's not act like 11th is the worst thing in the entire world here. Like I've said before plenty of times when covering the NHL draft in the past year or so, anything after the top two or top three picks usually is a bit of a crapshoot anyways. Um, I will say, though, that uh, it, it was kind of funny to see the last time that the Blackhawks had the 11th pick was the year that they took Kyle Beach. That kind of had Blackhawks, fran- Blackhawks fans in a bit of a frenzy. Um, Kyle Beach, of course, turned out to be an enormous bust. Sorry, Kyle, if 
somehow you <laughs> happen to be listening to this, but it's just the matter, uh, it's just, just the fact of the matter, I should say. You never played in an NHL game, you're a bust. Uh, no correlation, of course, to a draft that, that was in 2008, nearly happened 13 years ago now, but still just kind of felt like something uh, I should put out there. I thought it was kind of funny to see. But now that we know exactly where the Blackhawks will be selecting, coming up in the next couple of weeks, I will begin to start diving into the prospects that uh, are eligible for the draft who are projected to go right around the, that number 11 area. And last year when I covered... Uh, Lucas Reichel, he was actually one of my top two or three favorites that I was hoping the Blackhawks would select with number 17. I just thought he had uh, a really good skill set for how young he was. Obviously, was already playing in a man's league over in Germany despite only being 18 years old. I just saw a lot of upside from Reichel. Um, and then they go on to take him in the first round. It was a really fun moment there. And it wouldn't have been as fun for me had I not covered all of those prospects and broken down, you know, which ones were my favorites for the Blackhawks and which ones did I kind of want them to stay away from. So I'm definitely going to be doing that here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast once again, starting up in just the next couple of weeks. Just wanted to be sure to get all of that out there for the folks who were uh, really interested and had a lot of fun with those segments last summer as well. But the official order for the 2021 NHL Draft, which, by the way, begins on July 23rd, so still nearly two full months away. But the official order is the Buffalo Sabres selecting at number one. Good for Buffalo, man. <laughs> they really needed this one. Not sure Owen Power is all that happy, the likely number one overall pick in the upcoming draft, as it sure looks like he'll be joining Rasmus Dahlin on the defensive core for the Sabres in the next couple of months. The Seattle Kraken jumped up a spot from the draft lottery and will be choosing at number two. In interesting to see who the Kraken is going to take with their first draft pick in franchise history. Then the Anaheim Ducks are at number three. The New Jersey Devils are number four. Columbus is number five. Detroit is sixth. Poor Detroit, man. I'm sorry, Nolan and Ethan, guys. Just never seems like the Red Wings can find a way to move up in the draft lottery. Number seven is San Jose. Eight is Los Angeles, nine is Vancouver, and then rounding out the top 10 is the Ottawa Senators. The Chicago Blackhawks jump up to number 11 because, uh, as I've talked about before on the show, Arizona had to forfeit their first round pick this season due to uh, some illegal pre-combine workouts, I believe, in uh, one of the years in the past. So the Blackhawks take advantage of that, jump up to number 11. Calgary is right behind them at number 12. Once again, thank you to Calgary for winning a couple of those uh, final meaningless games of the 2021 regular season. That puts them behind the Blackhawks at number 12. The Philadelphia Flyers come in at number 13. The Dallas Stars will be 14th. And then the final team in the draft lottery landing at number 15 is the New York Rangers. Not quite as lucky as they got last season where they jumped up and stole Alexi Lafreniere from uh, at the top of that draft. So there's the official order for the top 15 teams, or I guess the bottom 15 teams in the 2021 NHL draft. And I'm definitely looking forward to beginning to break down all the prospects that could possibly become the newest member of the Chicago Blackhawks later on this summer. 
All right, there's my breakdown of last night's NHL Draft Lottery. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to provide the latest updates out of the 2021 World Championships. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, as I just talked about, prices at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. I also need to talk to you all about Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes that you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over 20 billion dollars of assets and you can get your first 5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash NHL. All you need is $500 to get started. So grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first 5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash NHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash NHL to start growing your savings. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just got done talking about the official order for the first 15 picks in the 2021 NHL draft. Moving on now, I also wanted to be sure to get into all of the latest Blackhawks updates that came this morning from the 2021 World Championships. The first game of the morning I talked a little bit about yesterday. Drew Comesso and Team USA, the top overall seed out of the preliminary round, faced off against Team Slovakia, one of the two teams to make it to the quarterfinals without any Blackhawks players or prospects on their roster. And as expected, at least as I expected, I talked about it on yesterday's episode, the United States made quick work of Slovakia this morning, coming away with a 6-1 victory to advance onto the semifinals at the World Championships. No Drew Comesso once again in that, which isn't much of a surprise with Cal Peterson and Jake Ottinger on the team. Comesso didn't even dress for this game. Probably not going to see him at all in this tournament unless something goes 
horrifically wrong for the United States. Um, but a big win here for them. Uh, they really cruised their way through this one, establishing a three-goal lead early on in that first period and then just kind of coasting the rest of the way, adding another three goals to win by a uh, margin of five. I actually just saw this stat earlier this morning that I wasn't aware of and wanted to be sure to bring up on the podcast. The United States are looking for their gold med- their first gold medal at the IIHF World Championships since way back in 1933. I didn't know that. That's insane. Um, so they get the job done here against Slovakia. They'll be, they'll be moving on to the final four, which, uh, takes place on tomorrow for, uh, no, actually that will be on Saturday, I believe. Yeah. The fifth today's the third boy. Um, they'll be moving on to the final four. The other team that we know that will be moving on with them is Lucas Reichel and team Germany. This morning they faced off against Philip Kurashev and team Switzerland, which, was a great matchup between two teams that have both played pretty well for the most part in this tournament, despite not, not having the deepest of rosters. Uh, yesterday, I predicted that Germany was going to be able to come away with the upset, and they managed to just barely, uh, by the skin of their teeth this morning, winning by a score of 3-2 to two in a shootout. No points for Reichel in this one, although he did rack up five shots on goal in just 16 minutes of ice time, including a breakaway opportunity in overtime to seal the deal for Germany. Ugh, I really wish he put that one home. It it wound up getting stopped. Game went on to a shootout, and also in the shootout, Reichel had his attempt denied as well. But fortunately, Marcel Nobles, I believe is how you pronounce it, uh, came through for the Germans in the shootout to get the job done, putting them into the semifinals for the first time since 2010. And they actually found themselves down 2 to nothing at one point in this game. Philip Kurashev had a nice secondary assist on a goal for Switzerland to put them ahead 1-0 early. But Germany was able to claw their way back. They get one in the final minutes of regulation to force OT. And then they went on to get the job done in the shootout, which still not sure that's the way that uh, international tournament should be sorted out. Um, but is what it is. Uh, unfortunately, another heartbreak for Team Switzerland as their tournament comes to an end. For Kurashev, though, a pretty strong showing uh, against Germany and for and in this tournament. Kurashev today served as the top-line winger for Switzerland, and I bring that up because I noticed that in the first couple of games, he was actually playing like a, a third or fourth-line role, so... Seemed to kind of get better as the World Championships went on. He finishes with one goal and four assists for five points in his eight games played and wound up uh, jumping his way up to Switzerland's top line in their tough 3-2 shootout loss to Lucas Reichel and Team Germany this morning. The other two semifinal games at the World Championships, they're actually... uh, Just getting underway as I'm recording right now. Dominic Kubalik and the Czech Republic are squaring off against Team Finland. Kubalik, as expected, is playing on the top line for the Czech Republic today, as he has for the majority of the tournament. And then Nikita Zadorov and Team Russia are facing off against Brandon Hagel, Brandon Peary, Nicholas Bodan, and Team Canada. And the reason I left Max Shalunov's name out of that sentence is because... The guy serving as a healthy scratch again today for the second time in the last three games. We did see Shalunov return to the lineup on Tuesday, and he actually 
recorded his first goal and point of the tournament, but I guess that ultimately wasn't enough for him to earn a spot in the lineup for uh, the biggest game of the tournament here today in the quarterfinals. Definitely a bit discouraging to see that. Um, hopefully, you know, Russia will be able to get the job done today. I do fully expect them to just kind of take it to a, a much weaker Team Canada. And if that does happen, maybe we'll see Shalinov, you know, rejoin the lineup in the semis. And uh, possibly if Russia can keep it going, then maybe for the gold medal game as well. But for the guys who are playing in that game, no surprise that Nikita Zadorov is once again playing on Russia's top defensive pairing as he has all tournaments so far. Really done a solid job for them. And then Hegel will be skating on Canada's fourth line. No points for Hegel so far in the World Championships. Then Brandon Peary will be skating on the third forward line. Two goals, no assists for Peary in his seven games played. And Nicholas Bodan, as he has for the majority of the tournament, will be playing back on Canada's third defensive pairing where he has just one assist in seven games played. As I said, that's a game I expect Russia to take care of pretty handedly, but this has been a tournament filled with its fair share of upsets so far, so uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens there as both games are about to get underway here in the next couple of minutes. Alright, there are all the latest Blackhawks updates out of the 2021 World Championships. Coming up in just a moment, it's time for 37-year-old defenseman Duncan Keith's 2021 season recap. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back in the summer swing. The NBA and NHL playoffs are getting started in the second round. UFC is full swing all season long. And you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it also is free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we are back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just wrapped up the latest Blackhawks updates out of the 2021 World Championships. Now, to wrap things up on the show here today, it's time for 37-year-old defenseman Duncan Keith's 2021 season recap. Going to get a drink of water, though, here real fast. Throat's a little dry pardon me. <clears throat> so for Keith, he suited up in 54 of the Blackhawks 56 games this season, which 
is the second lowest games played of a 16-year career. Obviously, a lot of that had to do with this being a COVID-shortened season, but a lot of the numbers, I bring that up because not only are the games played, but a lot of the numbers that I'm going to bring up with Keith this season are going to be career lows and might have even been career lows had we played 82 games in 2021. In those 54 games played, Keith finished the year with four goals and 11 assists for just 15 points. Both those 11 assists and 15 points are by far the lowest of his career. Keith had never finished a season with below 20 points before, and aside from his rookie campaign, this was his lowest assist output by a pretty significant margin. Even last year in 61 games, Keith managed to finish up with 24 assists, only 11 this time around in just seven fewer games. So a pretty big dip in the scoring department for Keith this year. And I believe, uh, I mean, not only I believe, it's just a fact. A big part of that was because in the final 24 games of the season, Keith recorded zero assists. Noah Keith, no, bleh, no assists. For Duncan Keith in the final two months of the season, basically. The goal scoring was actually fine for him. Four goals. Uh, he's only finished with more just twice in the last five years, but the assist numbers really took a hit this season. But I mean, at 37 years old now and still playing a large role for this team, can we really be surprised by this drastic dip in the scoring department? Think about all the mileage this guy has on his tires. At some point, We were going to see a dip in production, but I don't think anyone saw it kind of falling off that hard. It's tough to imagine Keith not recording an assist in two months of play. That's just insane to me. Um, But looking at some of Keith's other numbers, finished as a minus 13, which was the second lowest of his career. Uh, His his, uh, career low is minus 29, which is horrible a couple years back, Um, but obviously a big part of his plus-minus would be him playing such a big role for this Blackhawks team, and overall, I mean, they got outscored, they got outchanced, outshot. The defense was bad as a whole, so not surprising that most of the guys' plus-minus numbers aren't all that pretty, Um, but also 30 penalty minutes for Keith. That's more than we've seen him rack up when playing full seasons in the past. I'm sure part of that, though, is you know, as I just talked about, that that regression, not quite as quick and agile as he once was, so probably a likely candidate to take a couple more penalties than he normally does. Not saying that's a good thing, but it at least sort of makes sense. Also, only one power play goal for Keith this season, and we really saw his role on the man advantage basically become nothing, and as tough as it may be, I think that's kind of the smart move at this point for the Blackhawks because clearly Keith's not what he used to be offensively and with all the young defensemen coming up in the system that we have a lot of we have a lot of young D-men with strong offensive skill sets that you know we would much rather give them the opportunities on the second power play unit so not a whole lot of power play time for Keith this year and as a result only one power play goal out of number two he actually shot 3.6% which for for Keith uh, isn't all that bad. We've seen him shoot 3.3, 2.7, and 1.1% in the past five years, so uh, 3.3 actually isn't horrible for Keith. The main area of concern for me, ladies and gentlemen, is when I see he still averaged 23 minutes 
and 25 seconds of ice time per game, leading the Blackhawks for the 16th consecutive season. Duncan Keith has never not led the Blackhawks in time on ice since he's been here. He did so even as a 22-year-old rookie, but I gotta say that has to change going forward, ladies and gentlemen. He was down nearly a minute from 2019-20, but still about 24 minutes per game still feels like way too much for Duncan Keith at 37 years old. I know the Blackhawks didn't exactly um, have the pieces around him to give him a lesser role, but I really think that has to be a focus going forward because next year we can't have 38-year-old Duncan Keith out there for 23 minutes per game serving as a top-pairing defenseman. It's not good for him at this point of his career, and it also does nothing for the Blackhawks in the midst of being in a rebuild. So I do believe... This will be, at least it should be, the final year that Duncan Keith is the anchor on the back end for the Blackhawks and leading them in time on ice. We just can't allow that to keep happening at this point of his career. The last couple of things that stood out to me when looking at the numbers for Keith were the 91 shot blocks. I'll give him credit there. That ranked 26th in the NHL and second on the team behind only Connor Murphy. Credit to Keith for still having that warrior mentality even at his old age. Can't say that I'd be uh, very willing to step in front of many NHL slap shots if I was 37 years old. But even though he was a key shot blocker for the Blackhawks this season, when the puck was on his stick in the defensive zone, bad things tended to happen. Keith had just 28 takeaways compared to 63 giveaways. Had we played 82 games this season, Keith more than likely would have gone on to have the most giveaways in his NHL career. And that's just another symptom of playing this guy entirely too much. We can't have Duncan Keith on the top defensive pairing any longer. Like, it's frustrating because this past season, there was really nothing we could do about it. Calvin DeHaan was kind of wishy-washy when he was healthy. Yeah, we had Connor Murphy, but he plays the right side. Uh, Nikita Zadorov didn't take the step that a lot of people had hoped he would have. So, it's just a tough situation to be in for Keith. Sure, he's still one of the smartest defensemen in the game, and uh, he's been in literally every situation known to man, but clearly the skill set's not what it used to be when he was, you know, a... Uh, a Nor- Norris Trophy and Conn Smythe winner. And that's, the thing about this is, it's 100% understandable with all that Keith has been through and what he's done for this organization. I mean, Keith was averaging uh, more than half a game of ice time when the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup in 2015. And it's it's just so tough because I'm not mad at Duncan Keith about his poor play at all. It's really not his fault. It's the organization's fault for not having the complementary pieces around him at this point of his career where he shouldn't be having to serve as the team's top-pairing defenseman. It's, it's, it's not his fault, is all I can really say. So I'm going to keep that in mind when giving Keith a grade here. I am... I'm actually going to give him a C-plus for his play in 2021. I know there were a lot of career lows and the giveaways were atrocious. He's clearly not the same player that he used to be offensively, but it's not his fault that the Blackhawks are still playing him at 37 years old as their number one defenseman. No other team in the NHL is doing that. Um, Sure, you know, there are nights where Keith does look a bit discouraged, but for the most part, 
The effort is there each and every night. Hopefully, the Blackhawks can give him a little bit of a lesser role going forward because I do still feel he can be a valuable part of this team just if we could play him somewhere around 16 to 18 minutes per night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, June 3rd's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode... Thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.